You are listening to a Radio Free Podcasting production. For more great podcasts like this, head on over to radiofreepodcasting.com. Ooh, that was like good. Times. Ooh. But is it a beer or are you drinking a Red Bull? Don't let me down. It's a White Claw, isn't it? I'm drinking a Three Birds Hard Seltzer. What Still is that? Five percent. Huh. Oh, that's weird. No, I mean, I, I that wasn't a. What is that? Like, why are you drinking that? I've just never heard of Three Birds. It's called Holiday Punch. I don't know how to feel. It's kind of like a weird alcoholic hmm. high C. That sounds good. I don't know if I like it. What? I don't think a. I don't think a gentleman of the in the Queen's service would drink this, but. But you're neither in the Queen's service nor a gentleman, so I think you're okay. I'm also American. Listen, just because you frequent places called gentlemen's clubs doesn't mean you're a gentleman. Hey. Yeah? I am a gentleman, for sure. By that, I mean I'm slightly weak, and my oh, all right. my hands are dainty, <laughs> and I use a lot of lotion, and so they're very soft. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> What are we doing? Hollywood and Vine. And action. Welcome to Hollywood and Vine. New year, new intro. <laughs> <laughs> that works. I'm Tim. <laughs> and I'm Patrick. We're talking about a prequel, y'all. The Phantom Menace? Tell me we're doing, we're finally doing the Phantom Menace. <laughs> My wish has been granted. Every week, we wrap up our episode, and then you look at me and go, what do you want to do next week? And I say, The Phantom Menace. And you go, mm, no. So this is it. It's, you're finally, you've been saving it. You're like, season three of Hollywood and Vine, first episode, boom, Phantom Menace. Here we are. I don't even think you've ever said that in the entirety of recording this show, that you've actually wanted to I'm record gonna The start. Menace. I'm going to start. Tell you what, our special May the 4th episode, Phantom Menace, calling it right now. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> a lot easier than I thought it would be. <laughs> I I have a lot of issues with that film, but I'll still watch it. Well, and we could spend at least an hour talking about our issues with that exactly. film. Exactly. That might be our longest episode ever. There's a bunch of great stuff in there too. Yeah, it sounds like this. Do 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 do. Now it's head. now I got it in your head. It's in my head. <laughs> do you have to sit there steady, and bob your head back and forth until the song steady. finishes? <laughs> Oh, I've got something to look forward to now. Oh, yeah. That would be a good show. But that's not what we're talking about today. That we're will be a good show. Yeah, what are we talking the about? The King's Man. The King's Man. Let me ask you. Just right off I the bat. I was just going to say, let me ask you a question right off the bat. <laughs> you read my mind. Do you think I hope they, it's the same question I was going to... Did they, did they call in the, the, the title to this? Did they miss or hit with the title? Did they just go a little too on the nose? It worked. It worked for me, considering that... Kingsman, as we know it from the previous two films, isn't really, I mean, it isn't established as what it is. It's just the shop at this point. Yep. So it works. And he had a, an ongoing relationship, like friendship, well, whatever you want to call it, with the king. You see him and the king, especially towards the end. So that was so weird at the worked. very end. I was like, what? <laughs> Do I jump all the way to the end? Uh, what, oh, uh, you're talking about the end, end, the, end, end. the very end. 
Oh, well, well. <laughs> not the not the end, 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 not end. the post credits. Yeah, gotcha. It's the last shot of the movie of the, the feature film. Okay, of of the actual roundtable. Uh, yeah. Okay. Why, why was the king there? What about it? Like why would the king he was the, was he there? Yeah, he was there. I was like, "What? He's the first off. He's the only surviving king. You know, he's the only surviving yeah. cousin." And then he's like, "Yeah, I'll join your club." And I'm like, "What? You fucking run MI6 and shit?" Like, it was just weird to see him there. I think they were just like, "What was? What was we his killed a bunch name? of ah oh, fuck? I don't remember." Um, Percival. Yes. Yeah. Just weird. I mean, I'm I'm wondering if maybe it's because they're saying you know this organization is outside government and they're considering the prime minister the government. I just thought it was weird. You know, like like the actual government, not the not the monarchy. Yeah, I don't know. I it just threw me off, and then I was like, okay. It was. It just felt because then also the one of the uh, you had Stanley Tucci, who's an American ambassador. Mm-hmm. And he's playing mm-hmm. Bedivere. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so two of your starting round table are an American and the fucking king of Great Britain. It just threw well, me off. I feel like they were just like, we don't have yeah. enough starting characters. So, Well, I get an American if it's the American ambassador. It's not just somebody in America. So it's your American ambassador to England. So at least it's somebody there because you figure yeah. – if there was anybody in America, they should be in Statesman. By the way, I have, before you ask, I have seen the two previous movies. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> it was just weird. Because it's the, yeah. the U.S. ambassador, not like a British I, ambassador to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Like that would have made sense if it was the British ambassador to the U.S. Whatever. It, it was just funny to I see Sta- Stanley Tucci like... in one fucking scene. And then he's a founding yeah. member of Kingsman. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. But I mean, hey, it was a cool scene with Stanley Tucci. So I'll give him that. I love Stanley mm. Tucci. So I don't care. But yeah, I was, I think I think that's what threw me when I saw Stanley Tucci at the table. I wasn't really thinking about the fact that the king was. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of expecting. I'm like, well, they can't end this movie without at least setting up the Kingsman as we know True. it. Right. And so. Who knows? Uh-uh. Well, that was the weirdest part when they're when they're forming the round table and you got everybody going in. I'm like, where the fuck is? I'm always mess his name up. Um, Jimon, Demon, Damon. Yeah, right, right, right. Jimon, I forget his name. Shola in the movie, and then he walks in as the first Merlin. I'm like, ah, made sense. Should have seen that coming. His fucking kid said that in the opening act. Like, damn it. Well, this is just weird. So Stanley Tucci as United States Ambassador Chester King, mm-hmm. right? Chester King is the name of Michael Caine's character in the other film, but it can't be the same Chester King unless it's senior and junior. He'd be like over a hundred years old. Yeah. I, I had looked that up to see because I was, I thought when, uh, what's his name? Aaron Taylor. Mm-hmm. Aaron, Ta- Aaron Taylor Johnson. Taylor, yeah. When when he joined up, I was like, oh shit, is that young Michael Caine? Right. Just, just thinking out loud. 
And I'm like, no, that wouldn't make sense. Because he's like, yeah, he's 20 there. He'd be fucking right. 100 years old, <laughs> you know, in, in, in the first movie. So I'm like, no, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Huh. It's got to be a junior, senior, or grandfather thing here. Not with Aaron Taylor Johnson, but with Stanley, Stanley Tucci. Because why would you intentionally name him the same name? Mm-hmm. I'll have to look into that more later when we're not actually recording. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I didn't know because, I mean, I didn't know what his name was until I was sitting here looking at the Wikipedia. And then I, I I quickly Googled Chester King to be like, okay, is that supposed to be based on a real person? And Michael Caine pops up. I'm like, oh, okay. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, So I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you've seen the other two movies. Yeah. And I'm going to take it even further out on a limb and say you enjoyed the other two movies. Absolutely. Okay. So what was your uh, what was your excitement level going into this? Um, I mean, a little less than when it was originally planned to come out, of course. But oh, okay, yeah. Well, okay. I should say, what was your what was your excitement level when this was just when it was announced that they were doing another one? Uh, and did you know right away that it was going to be a prequel versus like a Kingsman three? When they announced, because I, I don't remember that far back. I just, I know, I remember them saying it'll be another movie. I just don't know if I knew then that it was going to be a prequel. Yeah, I mean, well, I'll say this: I remember them saying there was going to be another movie, and I'm like, awesome. Then when they said it's going to be a prequel, it's going to be called The King's Man and show the foundation, the establishment of mm-hmm. the Kingsman. I'm like, that sounds cool. Like that. You know, it's funny. I mean, now, now that we're having this conversation, I'm pretty sure you were the one that told me all this. Could have been. We might have talked yeah. about this on another show. The years blend together. Yeah. But. Well, yeah, I feel I feel like it started with you saying, you fan of the Kingsman? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Making another one. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe my mind went to, oh, a third one? You're like a prequel. I'm like, Because as you were saying that, I just, I had these memories. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Tim told me about this. And that's where I get most of my news from. Anyways. <laughs> Unless it's based on a comic book. Well, okay, this is, never mind. Just scratch that. Unless it's based on a, Marvel comic or DC comic, I get my news from you. Well, um, I never saw the first one in theaters. Mm-hmm. I ended up seeing it way after streaming somewhere. But I don't I know if I saw the, the first one, one in theaters. theaters either. I didn't love it the first time I saw it, but it grew on me. And I think I was just like, there were things I really liked about it, but I think, uh, I think maybe because it's been so long, I think I was just like a little annoyed with Samuel Jackson's character. <laughs> He was weird in that because he did a little lisp yeah. thing going on. Yeah, and he had he had his mouth cocked a little bit different. He always had his his hat cocked to the side, which I always found funny. Yeah, but that. He, but also, I think the first time I watched, I was half asleep and saw probably like probably went in and out. Like I was exhausted when it was on, and it was just something to put on. And I'm like, oh, I never did see this movie, and I'm pretty sure I missed a huge chunk of it. So when it was over, it's like, how impressed can you be with a movie that you only watched partway through? Sure. And I think um, when the second one was coming out, I was like, all right, you really ought to sit down and watch the first one to decide if you want to go see the second one. Because at the time, I was like, I really love Kingsman. What's the big deal? It wasn't that great. And then I watched it all the way through, and I was like, oh, okay. I get it. I like it. I don't think two was as good as one. Um, like There are cool things that happen in two. There are also some terrible things that happen in two. I only saw the second one twice. I feel like I had a better experience watching it because I saw two in theaters versus watching one in pieces and then watching it all the way through on TV. So I just got that theater experience. 
Um, I don't remember it that well. I, I do remember once I rewatched the first one, and I, obviously I remembered who died in the first one and was wondering how they came back in the second one, but the rewatch got me really excited to go watch the second one mm-hmm. to see how they pull that off. Sure. Uh, I don't remember a whole lot about it because I only saw it that one time. Since watching The King's Man, I've gone out and bought a two-pack with the first the first two because um, I do want to rewatch them now. I mean, I'll say they're, they're a fun, like, back-to-back movie set like mm-hmm. or a Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday kind of watch. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're worth your time. They're, they still hold up. Yeah. They're still good. I just like the, the, the story of one to me mm-hmm. is better and makes more sense than the story of two, but two obviously builds on one. They bring back characters. They show what happened to other characters. I do like the, the story building in the sense of, of bringing in the statesman. Like I like that. Yeah. That was cool. That part was fun. The reference to the statesman here in this in this movie <laughs> was, was fun. fun. Like those things made sense to me. Just some of the shit like with um with tequila, the uh um fuck, what is his name? Dinjarin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did that. Mm-hmm. I know who you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> I forget his name though. God damn it. Pedro Pascal. Um Pedro Pascal. Like him playing a cowboy <laughs> was kinda weird, and then him playing a cowboy with a laser whip was kinda weird. Like he was good as an actor. The character was mm-hmm. just kind of weird. His motivations did kind of make sense. But then like him dying in a fucking meat grinder thing. I was like, okay. <laughs> I forgot about that. I've forgotten most of the movie yeah. except for how they brought back uh, Mark Darcy. So it's been, it's been a long time. I really do need to sit down and watch him again. Yeah. Just enough of it. Was, like I remembered enough of it to pick up some things from this. Like, you know, I'm sitting there waiting through the movie. I'm like, all right, when's he going to say it? When's he going to say uh, manners make it to man? I was surprised that it ended up being the villain that says it. Yeah. So there were some good, not surprises in that, like, oh, my mind's blown. I can't believe it. But just just twist. They, they didn't do the obvious. Like, if you figure he's going to say it at the end of the movie. Nope. Nope. <laughs> and unless he has other kids down the road that we don't know about, it doesn't, it doesn't end up being that, like, uh, the present day statesmen are his descendants because i was wondering that i couldn't remember anybody's names like surnames from the first movie so i was like oh are they going to turn oh, you're out talking about this movie it's his yeah, yeah, yeah yes yes like so those things yeah and obviously there's a big shock in the second act fucking bro <laughs> did you s- yeah well that's i'll say this and here's ba- the thing. backing up before we before we talk about that just mm-hmm. thinking about sure, sure, when sure, it sure. came out right so when the first trailer right. came out I was like, okay, this looks cool. Like set in World War One, trench warfare yep. led to him going, we can never let this happen again. And then mm-hmm. all the stuff that, that's going on. Totally made sense. What I really loved was how they cut these trailers together. Because I had no fucking idea uh, what was uh, going to be happening or what the order of these things were going on. Like you see in the very first one, they're talking about, uh, it's called a parachute. Like, And I thought that was, it's mm-hmm. a funny, humorous kind of, you know, they made mm-hmm. it more humorous in the trailer than it was in the actual right. movie. Yep. But I thought that yep. happened in the beginning. So when that yep. doesn't, that's literally in the third act. That's how you start the third act off. I'm like, makes sense. I also technically start the third act off, but start the final boss level. That made sense. I'm like, okay, okay. That's how you get in. Gotcha. And I knew other things would have to be coming unless they were cut from the the floor at that point. Right. right because right. like just the way they cut the trailer together, that whole third fight, the whole boss level fight 
I thought that happened in like there's the a lot of first that. one. Oh, totally. When he's holding the when he shields himself from the grenade and gets knocked through the wall. Yeah. The nice thing is, I was when it happened, I was like, holy shit, this is the end of the movie, and that was in the trailer. But the one nice thing was, by the time I like got into the movie, I wasn't even thinking about that scene. I wasn't doing the like, well, when's this gonna happen? Just it was. I was so invested that that didn't bother me that they used. Usually it does because usually you're like, well, I know from the trailer, and I'm just waiting for that to happen. It yeah. hasn't happened yet, but it didn't spoil anything. It wasn't like you know when you think someone's gonna die but but you've seen them in a trailer that in a scene that hasn't happened yet well i know that person lives because it's still yep. you know so yep. it wasn't anything that spoiled it. it was just it shocked me how much stuff from the ending of the movie was in the trailer and in and, and so watching this movie i was totally expecting a different tone of the movie as well i thought it was going to be not that i didn't enjoy it when i say this i thought it was gonna be more fun and more action but it was a slow like a lot of parts of it were a slow burn you know, like we're leading up uh, to to how we get to the end. Yeah. And even that section in the middle when his son goes off to war, like I just didn't expect any of that, no. you know, because I'm watching that part going. And then how do we get them reunited? So they go save the day together at the end. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, this is it. He gets the thing he's got to bring back. OK, he's going back now. Boom. And I'm like, I mean, the reaction in the theater and i saw it after it had been out for a couple weeks like everybody was like <gasps> dude i yelled it was out loud just people were just shocked i yelled what and the after fuck? it happened i thought back <laughs> well i thought back to the first movie and gone i shouldn't be that surprised that they did that to me no <laughs> right but they still like i didn't see it coming in the least when he was carrying the guy i was like that dude's not gonna make it that's yeah. going to be the twist. Like you're like, Oh my God, he's saving this guy and he's going to get back and the dude's going to die. I'm like, I, uh, that's going to suck, but it's coming. I, and, and maybe that's how he got me. Like you, you get that, like, Oh, he went through all that to save this guy with one leg and he didn't make it. Uh, and then boom. So that was nuts. Dude. And, and that's what made Dude. me, there was nothing in the trailer that gave that away nope. because the trailer was just, so out of sequence of like you said things at the end are in there you think they're in the beginning so it didn't register with me while i was watching it like oh man all the scenes in the trailer must be the ending and his son's not in those scenes his none of that yeah wasn't ready for that i at all. i didn't i didn't see that coming at all to your point and and i had it in the back of my head of like when when is that grenade scene gonna happen because I kept wondering if any when when is this? Because I, I yeah I thought that was in the beginning, so I'm like okay maybe it's in the middle, and then that's what stirs him to get into the war, right, or get into the effort. And then I thought he was originally going to be the one like fighting in the battle, but then you find out right off the bat like oh no he's a pacifist, like he doesn't he doesn't want to fight anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm like what is going yep. on? Like okay, and they spend so much well, time talking about him and so much time about saving him and protecting his kid and all the shit that he did. I'm like, okay, he's going to finally get back and he's going to be like, cause when he breaks down, he's like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Like, this isn't, yeah. I thought it was going to be so much, so much different than this. And like, I should have listened to my dad and all that. Thought, okay. You're going to get a home heartfelt welcome home. But he's going to be like, you're right. I'm glad you came back, but we have to start up this organization to save the world, you know? And then yeah, he was going to, yeah. they're going to go tack yeah. them together, but and, nope, nope, nope. And to be honest, I didn't think Ray Fiennes was going to make it out of the movie. Sure. Right? Like, that's your hero's journey. Like, his dad's going to sacrifice himself at some point, and the story is how this kid goes on to lead Kingsman or whatever, yep. right? 
plus I'm thinking back to the first movie. Like, are we going to echo some things? You know, you always lose the mentor in the first, in the first one. Right. (laughs) So totally expected that even when they went to Russia, because I, I was, I was trying not to think about scenes I'd seen from the trailer and I, seen that trailer so many times that when it came on i would at at the movies i would start tuning out or be like okay i've seen this one let me go hit the restroom before the movie starts so it occurred to me when that grenade scene happened it occurred to me how long it had been since i'd seen the trailer which was good because i wasn't thinking about any of those things when they went off to russia i'm like i wonder i wonder if this is where it happens like he's finally said okay his son can come along on something and when they when they switch chairs and stuff, I'm like, oh, dad's going to die now because yep. I didn't have any of those scenes in my head of like, oh, no, he's still in it later. But, oh, my God, which talk about an amazing scene. Everything they did with with uh, Rice Evans, Reese Evans, I always say his mm-hmm. name, iPhones, I think. You know yeah, I think I think it's like, yeah, I know, which which was kind of crazy. crazy. Because even though I know that's him, I couldn't see him under it. Yeah. You know, normally when he shows up in something, you're like, you're like, uh, okay, there's Lupin, right? Like, shows up in Wonder Woman. There's Lupin. Whenever he shows up in anything, I'm like, hey, it's Professor Lupin. When he was in this, I'm watching it going, man, I remember from the poster that I know who that is, but I, I can't figure out who that is. <laughs> I had forgotten. Like, I had forgotten who played him, and I just, it, I didn't see him under there at all. And even after I looked at the poster again with his name right above it. And I'm like, I still don't see it, but I don't, at this point I don't want to see it. Cause like it worked. No, no. Yeah. So. If, if you, if you don't have to like break that uh, illusion, don't, don't do it. But I, I exactly. love him. So when I found it, when I saw that it was, I could see him right away, but I'm like, Oh, this is going to be good. Cause he's a funny actor. I've loved him forever. So mm-hmm. anything he's in, I'm into it. But when he, the, the way, and again, back to the trailer, they make it, they make him seem like such a imposing character, but it's not going to be physical. That he's going to be the boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he's yeah, he's going to be like the henchman to the big bad. Like I, I thought he was going to be like a, a misdirection. Like he's going to be some sort right. of a mystic because it's supposed to be, um, Rasputin. And I'm like, okay, he's going to do some sort of dark magic or something like that or some bullshit, right? But no, the dude was like literally dance fighting. Ballet. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. <laughs> when he kept spinning and doing the, the typical chuck, chuck, chuck. Then I'm like, but he's like kicking. And I'm like, oh my God. I thought that whole scene was amazing. The whole like, let me fix your leg. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That was so fucking weird. And I couldn't stop it laughing. It was weird. And I think it was probably the only piece of the movie that didn't 100% work for me because there's there's nothing else magical or mystical in this film, right? Sure. So it just was it just was kind of out of left field, like, oh yeah, he really can magically heal your leg. But you see that like he's got the the um the czar and his wife under a spell because of opium. Like he would he wasn't really have him under a spell. So it, sure. that's why it surprised me. I'm like, they're gonna show real world reasons why he supposedly has power. But then, then he just licks his wound, and later when he's on the train, he's like, oh, my new leg. He's like, I'm like, it really is healed? It wasn't. I thought it was just going to be like he came out of the ice water and couldn't feel it, so he was able to fight. And the rest of the time, he's just walking around like normal. I'm like, interesting choice. I wouldn't have seen that coming. I thought that was going to be kind of the whole thing. Is like he has no actual powers, but very strange. But, I mean, it didn't bother me. It just, it just felt out of place that they had the one thing that um, didn't have like a grounded explanation just now nah, i can lick your wound and heal it 
but that whole scene was so uncomfortable. <laughs> Dude, the whole eating of the fucking tart eating, or whatever yeah. was so crazy. Then he throws up, which made sense because he's, if you saw in the previous uh, scene where he's eating with the the royal family and then when he's eating with the Kingsman, he keeps taking drops. And I'm like, okay, he's probably yep. slowly poisoning himself to like build up a tolerance to ever yeah. being yeah. poisoned. And then we just start scarfing that shit down. <laughs> And then vomits was, everywhere. I was like, oh, shit. He knows he just tried to kill him, dude. Yeah. Plus my whole OCD thing with people with big bushy beards eating and getting food in. I'm just like, gross. Clean that shit up. Well, he wasn't even eating half <laughs> it. He was just crumbling it towards his He's just yeah, pushing just it crumbling into his it. face. But I, I thought it, it just, I liked that scene. That scene worked for me. And I know from. It, it did. It just, I was just surprised that they left in a, like a mystical. True. I, it's just not where I thought they were going. I thought it was he was going to be revealed to be like a charlatan. Like everything he does, there's like some science behind it. But he has everyone fooled that he's he's got you know like like the way they showed him floating in, and then um, Oxford's like, oh, I think he's the one that said like you've mastered whatever the walk he yeah, he the, had the like ballerina. Like scroll. I thought in the end everything was going to be revealed that like no he has no he doesn't have any powers. It's all yeah you know it's all a sham. So that's why I was I was surprised. But hey. I looked at it, even, even, if it <laughs> even if it was all a sham and all that was a show, it worked for the dudes, you know. It Could have been the placebo effect look. when he healed exactly. his foot. Exactly. <laughs> have you seen that episode of House where the oh. the guy has the blown off arm and he's like, it feels like he's been holding a grenade for years and he lets it go? Maybe it's something like that. Like, I'm going to lick your bullet yeah. wound yeah, and, totally. and all that pain that you think is actually there is not really there. So I'm going to freak you out and mm-hmm. then let it go. I don't care either way. I thought it was funny. I was like, I literally was sitting there going, what the fuck is happening? Oh, so uncomfortable. Everybody in the theater was was visibly uncomfortable with what was what was going on there. Well, the whole idea. Just because it kept they, getting weirder. Well, they, yeah, it just kept, kept saying, like, get, first, I think your son's trying to well, fuck first, me. I was like, oh my God, they're really well, first saying they put the, they put He puts his son in that in that position. Yeah. And you understand why. They're trying to kill this guy and end, like, end the war. But. You think it's not going to get any more awkward than that? And he's like, "Switch places with your dad." And then they go in the room, he's like, "All right, take your trousers off. I'm gonna fix your leg." I'm like, "I think he's gonna fix his leg." Oh <laughs> I fix your leg when you suck on my leg. Oh god. Oh god. Uh, yeah. So weird. <laughs> Did you know that the real Grigory Rasputin was actually assassinated by a group of nobles? Um, I don't know that I remember that, but I do know that. It seemed like they were doing the thing where it's historical fiction, and yeah. all of the big things were going to were going to keep relatively accurate, but then maybe show you that these guys were involved the whole time. You know, it's, it's almost like the Forrest Gump thing. Like all this stuff happened, you just didn't know this guy was there, right? Yeah. Um, everything with the cousins and and like Czar uh, and his family being executed at the end, like. Everything seemed to add up for me from from what little I remember yeah. of my history classes. Um, but yeah, I, and I like that. I like that it was more like you just didn't know these guys were there. Well, I like the idea of uh, the U.S. isn't getting into war because our president's been blackmailed by a chick giving him a lap dance. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, if there's anything that's uh, very American, that's probably it, you know. And also just the the simpler times of like, hey, here's the negative. If you you burn this, you're safe. Yeah. There's no copies. There's no, <laughs> There's no way to make a copy. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not in the cloud. <laughs> He's just like, all right, we got it. We're going to war. 
fucking hilarious. Yeah, I love that he literally throws it in like, call up the bombers, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you a question here, and I want you to sure. give me an honest answer, but also don't judge me. Oh, no. At any point in time, it's not that, it's not a bad thing. At any point okay. in time, did you think the shepherd was Ewan McGregor? Yes, the whole movie. <laughs> no, I'm not fucking kidding. I've been meaning to ask you that. What I was going to ask, okay. So, when they wouldn't show his face, I had two thoughts. It's someone in the movie or it's a cameo that they kept secret. So, as the movie went on, it just what was what was his what was his uh his other name? Captain Morton. Yeah. So when you see Morton go out of the boat, at that point, I was like, I think he's jumping off. I think he's part of this. I did think that But too. it cuts to the shepherd in the sub. And also then later, I just kind of wrote Morton off as being dead. Like, I think we're done with him. Because at first when he went out, I'm like, oh, because I thought when he, okay, when he brought the box in, mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be the box. I did too. I'm like, ah, Morton's the mole. I didn't think he was going to be the shepherd. I thought he was going to be the mole. Yep. Right. That's as far as it went but I kept thinking the shepherd was going to be a big cameo. And I'm like, Hmm, Scottish, Scottish. Who would you get to be a Scottish? And I even started thinking like, have we seen Ewan McGregor lately with a shaved head? (laughs) Like all up until the reveal, I was just like, I think, I mean, I think I figured it out slightly before the reveal, but right up until that end, I was like, I think it's going to be Ewan McGregor. (laughs) I was saying it the whole time. I started to try to open up my phone to like, look at it. But then the movie pulled me in. I was like, okay. And to your mm-hmm. point about the trailer with the misdirection and the the fact that it it was a good movie, so you weren't thinking about where things were happening exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. happened with mm-hmm. that. When he when the shepherd is talking to his crew and he's like, My mole, <laughs> should I say spy in the government mm-hmm. is telling me this, this, and this is gonna happen. Then he's taken in that big box and I'm like, Okay, that dude's the spy. And I thought for sure yep. he was jumping yep. off and you were gonna see him. Like being picked up by the sub, sub pick or him up because yep. it immediately yeah. goes over and you see inside and he pushes the button and then the thing goes out and it blows it up and I'm like oh shit but because of all that the explosion stuff my mind forgot to circle back around to where to Morton because you weren't really thinking about how much time passed before between jumping in the water and that scene exactly it's, it's a, a few seconds in the film but it could have been a very long time yes I 100 thought he was going to be the mole. And and that's so funny that we not only thought it was gonna be a cameo that we both thought it was gonna be you and McGregor, dude. It sounded like, don't judge so me. I'm good. Like, where like is he it, going with this? It sounded yeah. so good. I was like, I thought that was him when he comes out of the shadows, and I'm like, the fuck is this guy? And then it took me a second, and then they did the flashback. I'm like, oh, it's he didn't die. Okay, it was just one of those things. I was like, dude, I was honestly disappointed. I understood what they did with the story. I was, I was I get too. what's going on, but yeah. I had built it up so much in my head. And that, because and they kept why. showing them from behind. Mm. Like, they don't want to show yep. Ewan McGregor until the end. It's awesome. Yeah, Ewan McGregor. Nope, it's just the fucking other guy. And that's the thing. There was nothing wrong with what they did. It's that I built it up in my head. That, and it's because I'm such a big fan of Ewan McGregor. I don't know. Maybe average moviegoer wouldn't care. Like, oh, that's who it was. And didn't care that it wasn't a big cameo. Yeah. But but once I thought it was him, because I, I started thinking, gosh, I'm like, it's the accent is a little like a little more yeah. than Ewan's accent, but I'm like, he he but he could to- he would, could very easily take it out yep. a couple extra degrees, like play it up. Yep. 
and I, and every time he talked, I'm listening. Like, does it, does it, am I hearing, am I hearing him in there? Am I hearing you in like, like just dialing it up? I was so sure. <sighs> it was good, but that definitely left, left me a little sad. And I mean, his whole storyline made sense and it, it was, yeah. it was all, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was all good payoff in the end. And he was a good actor. Like, Ozymandias over here. Like I, I liked what he did with it. And then the final scene and the final fights and all of that was good. Just damn like, a little, little sour taste. It wasn't Ewan McGregor, but I'm the only one that put that there in my head. You know what I mean? True. But you weren't the only one that thought of it. Yeah. So we can't be the only two people. I want, I want a new cut of the movie, but with Ewan yeah. McGregor. I did enjoy that. Uh, we got, we got some Daniel Brule. And that he made it to the end. That in case there's another one. <laughs> I mean, they set it up. They really, they really did. I mean, I, I was figuring it would, it would end with them sitting around the table. Once I saw how late in the movie we're like, you get to the the final act and we still have an established Kingsman. I'm like, okay, so that'll be either the end or that will be a, a mid or post credit scene. So when that happened, I'm like, I have a feeling there's going to be a mid credit scene. So I'm guessing that will set up whatever's next. And and I had kind of forgotten that he was still alive because like he failed. But I, I just kind of forgot like, oh, but Shepard didn't kill him. He just told the girl, like, go show him how it's done, essentially. Like, you go. He he failed. You go. Are you? I think he said, like, are you going to be able to do your end of the, of the deal? And she's like, oh, I got this. And she takes off. And you don't see him again. So I'm just like, hadn't thought of him and then he comes out of the shadows i'm like oh yeah <laughs> he's still here <laughs> well you don't even see her go and do her job she only you only see her go when coming out of the the u.s ambassador's office and then he fucking right. chokes her out and then you find out what's actually on the tape and stuff which i thought was a, a, another fun way of telling the story of like mm-hmm. oh yeah she did her job but i mean it was it was good that like when he exit when he when he has that last scene with him tells him he he failed they never show him again he's yeah. not there at the end for the battle yeah so you like at least for me forgot all about him mm-hmm. just they cleaned up everybody you know it's done nope so when he shows up at the end i'm like oh right and like i knew there was going to be a reason they had i, f- I felt like there was going to be a reason that they had lenin more than just the, the the fall of the czar yeah right something told me but when it happened i was like that might become important later but then even by the end, I'd forgotten all about that. So when you see Lennon again, and then you see Daniel Rule, I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> I think I know what's coming. <laughs> well, dude, when they, when they brought, when he comes on camera and they're talking about like, he's going to be your, he might even be more charismatic than you, uh, comrade Lennon. And the guy that was sitting, mm-hmm. like there was a chair empty and then a couple next to me. And he's like, mm-hmm. it's Stalin. And I was like, he's fucking German, bro. Like, Daniel, he's, he's, what? Like, why do you, why do you, why would you jump to <laughs> Stalin? Like, what's wrong with you? That's, that's people, that's people that think they know history yeah. and are trying to look like they know history. Just because he didn't have the funny mustache I, honestly, when he walked on the screen? I don't know history that well, but even I didn't think that was going to be Stalin. No. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense that it would be Stalin. Like, you figure, okay, this is a World War One movie. The whole point of setting up Kingsman is because you don't want to have another world, a world war. Exactly. So you have to assume if they're going to set up anything, it's not going to take place in between. No, exactly. <laughs> if they if they choose to do another one in this timeline, 
and you know another prequel it would be world war ii so obviously you know gotta set up the bad guy for number two yep mm. i would totally go see another one absolutely but what do you want more you want a kingsman three or a sequel to this uh that's actually interesting because i do like the world building of it all so mm-hmm. it would be interesting to see like the king's man 2 whatever right mm-hmm. um and see them build out the table more and then right. have that kind of like old timey technology being advanced mm-hmm. It's called a steam engine, you know, that kind of shit, right? Like, see where they go with stuff in World War II or something. Um, and I, I feel, I'm, I think you're spot on. I think it's got to, with what they set up in the world, the, the timeline they're in, I think you got to go World War II if you do another one. Yeah, it would feel awkward to jump back to present day yeah. after what you just set up. Yeah. Like, like when you see that, that little stinger there, you want to see that story. Yeah. And maybe you bring so in I'm some statesman like, agents into... World War Two, I can see that. Um, yeah, but a World War, uh, a, a Kingsman three would be also interesting because now you've got both of them. You got both of them back. You had Halle Berry as the new Merlin. Mm-hmm. Right? Was she? Yeah, she took over for Merlin. Right? I, she was yeah, the. It's been a while, but I think she so. was the statesman version of Merlin, but they wouldn't mm-hmm. make her an agent. So that's right. Did she take over for Merlin, or did she just become an agent? Like I said, man, I saw it once, and it was like the day it came out, I think. I don't know. I'm probably going to watch it next week now that I bought it. Come on, Ginger. Yeah, well, I'm Ginger. I'm in that boat where I, I would like to see a sequel to this first, and then maybe like a present day. Like if we're going to wrap it up, then go back to present day to conclude it. Because then I think you could lay some groundwork in the next one that, that connects – little more connective tissue oh wow i totally lost to the jump into that in the aftermath the president is impeached and arrested for conspiring to his victims die statesman purchase a distillery in scotland to help rebuild kingsman kingsman tech support specialist ginger ale is appointed to the new be the new agent whiskey so okay she remember she did get something oh, okay Exy marries tildy and cured tequila joins kingsman Oh yeah, because the cure tequila that's what whiskey was his name was Pedro Pascal. Tequila was the was uh what's his name? Um Magic Mike who was all fucked up and on Channing Tatum, yeah. yeah. I was about to say Duke from G.I. Joe. That's you. <laughs> and they acquired a new tailor shop in London. So yeah, I mean you've already built it there. Bring back make it a couple five years in the future or something, ten years in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh Exy and Tilde have a kid. Right? Uh, uh, Ginger Ale's in charge of Statesman. Sure. I mean, homeboy, what's his name? Um, I mean, you could do a follow up to this film first, and then come back to present tense, present times, and do another like duology. Not everything has to be trilogies. You know, you can do two, two, sure. and then wrap it up with 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 a big finish that might be a you know one of those. We're gonna film two films back to back and leave you with a cliffhanger. I fucking hated that they killed Lancelot. They killed Roxy into mm-hmm. and they just blew mm-hmm. up his house and shit i was like the fuck bro like i loved her i loved at the end that she became the new lancelot and he was gildad and i was like that was that was dope galahad but it's just Damn, I, yeah. I don't know where you go from there but i mean i guess you could do another one i don't know 
I think it's cool. I also think there's. there's I definitely want to like, see the World War II story at this point. Yeah, I think that would probably make more sense than a three. It's kind of like when they did Underworld. They did a bunch of Underworld <laughs> movies, and they did Rise of the Lycans, yeah. and they went back, and it's like, can we see some more Lycan shit? Like, yeah. But no. But instead of instead of just going back to present time, they jumped into the future. You know, oh, she's been yeah. asleep. Yeah. And this is how it happened. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, God yeah. damn it. And also, we couldn't get Scott Speedman to come back, so we just made a you know a <laughs> yeah. digital version of Scott Speedman. So it's yeah, that, that's where it got. That's where it gets weird. When it's like we're dancing around the fact that we couldn't get an actor we wanted, mm-hmm. so they're always somewhere. They're over there. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're here, but they're not here. But you get a yeah. glimpse of you get the side profile of them. Oh, they're running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say a, a Kingsman two, whatever you want to call that. And then maybe you, it would probably, you I mean, want to circle back around and Kingsman do, at this point, but they didn't do numbers for the first two anyways. Like yeah. Kingsman two, I don't think had a two. No, no, it was just it was golden Kings, circle. Right? Yeah. It was Kingsman secret service. So Her Majesty's secret service, I think was the first one. No, just King, the secret service. It's just secret service. Called. Yeah. So I could see the next one just being called Kingsman, but then maybe something in the uh, title under it hints at what time, what time period it is. Yeah. King, the, the King's man, the great war or something like that or, or sure. whatever. Right. Hitler must be stopped. But yeah, I think that I think that makes sense. And then if you really wanted to bring back those characters and stay in the the present time and have, tell future stories, do a time jump. Have him in charge. Yeah. Don't have him. You know, as much as I love Colin Firth, let him retire or let him die off. Bring in a new a new set. You know, but I think Exy's mm-hmm. so young. You'd you'd have to go into the future. But then at that point, you have you to jump, wait a little while. If you do like 15, 20 year jump in the future, now what? You're going to tell the, the story of his kid? Like, I don't want that. Right. But maybe it's maybe no. he's got a, a daughter or something like that, you know? And you play that up. I don't know. He's not that old, though. Mm-mm. No, he's still very, very young. Yeah. I don't think you want to go too far into the future, too, because then you're talking like, what is this, like, you know, well, cyberpunk twenty seven. When they try to jump in the future, shit. those movies usually don't hold up right. over time because you're picking apart what they got wrong about whatever year that is. Like when you start to catch up to that year, like, oh, look what tech they thought we'd have or look what tech they thought we'd still have. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I love Back to the Future, but I like to think of that that happens in a different alternate universe. Absolutely. Where technology just <laughs> hit on an exponential growth factor and, and they do have yep. hoverboards and shit versus, you know, we're driving around on on a skateboard with wheels and calling it a hoverboard. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I would love to see more of this universe. I don't know mm-hmm. what they do with it, but I'm also a big fan of Matthew Vaughn. So I like what he does. Yeah. I think it's good good storytelling. I think this has been very profitable. This movie's made some money. I don't know what the budget was for it, but it's made like 50-something million in a time where it was also competing with <laughs> one of the biggest movies of all yeah. time, one of the top 20 grossing movies of all time. So, God. I mean, you had to know you're going to have a, have some trouble going up against Spider-Man, but I, st- I don't think anybody six months ago, a year ago, really predicted just how big that was going to do compared to how other movies were doing around this time. That, like... Your average moviegoer is like, nah, I'm not going back to the movies. But I'll go see Spider-Man, but then I'm not going back to the movies. <laughs> I'm going to make one exception. I mean, I, I haven't been in a theater all year, which I mean, we only got really six months of theater time. But in that six months mm-hmm. of time, 
with all the big movies that I went to see, even Shang-Chi, I didn't yep. see, I know at, no, at no point was I in a theater that was fully sold out. Yeah. I went and saw this movie twice in the theaters. It was fully sold out <laughs> and almost a week apart, you know? Now I didn't go to see IMAX. I was supposed to go, but I wasn't feeling great. And my friends went and I, they said it was pretty empty and I'd actually looked up the tickets to see if I could try to get a reimbursement and stuff, which I didn't. Oh, I didn't pay my friends. Fuck. Oh, I did. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> But there was maybe <laughs> there was maybe like twelve people in that entire theater. But granted, it's also IMAX. The tickets were nineteen dollars a piece, so I feel like IMAX isn't going to yeah. pull everybody in, anyways. Uh, I just saw it the one time, and I will watch it again, but probably not till it till it comes to home. Right now, I really just want to rewatch the first two, sure. Which will then make me want to see the third one. But by the time I get around to it, Talking about the King's every event? time I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch that movie. Yeah. What did, you, what did I say? <laughs> are you talking about, <laughs> talking about the Kingsman or Spider-Man? Oh, oh, Spider-Man. I know. Oh, I know. Spider-Man. Just, yeah, no, I'm I want to watch that too. But <laughs> No, no, no. I, I was thinking with Kingsman. I've seen it just the once. Spider-Man. I've seen, I can say that about both movies. I want to watch the first two um, again. No, with Spider-Man, I've watched um, Homecoming and Far From Home like pretty recently. But it sure did make me want to watch some of the other five. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I I would probably sit down and watch all five, even even the third one. Like, just power through them because why not? Like, but it has made me really, really want to rewatch the Garfield ones, because I, those are the ones I've seen the least. I've seen seen the Maguire ones quite a bit. Um, I mean, obviously I saw those in theater, but I watched them on. Not, I'm not even gonna say Blu-ray. I watched them on DVD over and over when they first came out, because it was like at that point we thought, Oh my God, this is the golden age of comic book movies. They're making Spider-Man and the X-Men. <laughs> it seemed crazy. Um, but the Garfield ones, I didn't see that many times. I probably watched them in the theater and then maybe once at home. Cause by that point there's just so much stuff to watch. Uh, I try, I mean, I don't, I don't even remember a whole lot of stuff. Like when we talk about those two movies, you mentioned stuff and I'm like, oh, I think I remember that. I remember that his powers were a little different. I remember that his parents' backstory was a little different. I remember that he hates Mondays and that he loves lasagna. Terrible. But with Kingsman, uh, right now, after walking out of the theater, like I, I was like, I need to go watch those two movies. And I went home to check and see if I had them. And I didn't. And then I looked at how much it would be to just purchase a digital copy. And it turned out it was cheaper to go to Target and buy the two-pack of Blu-rays that came with digital copies than it would be to buy the movies digitally. <laughs> so I was like, well, this is a steal. So I was like, this is cool. Cause then I get like the behind the scenes stuff. If I ever get around to watching it, Yeah. But, you know, I've, I've bought, I, we've talked about this before. I, I buy less and less like physical media anymore. Sure. I still like it, but it usually ends up being cheaper to just get the digital copy. That's the one you're going to want. Like I've had to talk myself into it a couple times. Like, come on, put that back. Just buy it on iTunes. Cause that's how you're going to watch it anyways. But then when I saw that it was cheaper, I'd be like, well, I'd be stupid to pay more. Yeah. More for less. Because they were they were fifteen bucks each to download, and it was twenty bucks for a two pack yeah, no, no. of physical. So I'm like, okay, done. I'm gonna do that and get some Taco That's... Bell. Hell yeah! <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna eat like a king, man. Oh, I mean, I don't think I want to say anything for, more for after the, that. For... I think that's where you. That was a good. That was a good joke right there. I feel like that's where you end it. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> uh, is there anything else that you wanted to bring up about this particular movie? <laughs> we went on a little bit of a tangent there at the end, but a little Spider-Man tangent, yeah. but I I feel like at least for the next couple of months, Spider-Man's going to end up coming up in every movie. Yeah, we true. Talk about. That's very true. <laughs> Cuz it's just going to be on the brain for a while. Yeah. Like I still I still think about the movie all the time now. It's just it's good. It's it's like it's like one of those songs you hear and it's like it's like an earworm you just can't get it out. It's just I'll be watching stuff. I'll be watching movies or even just streaming stuff and it, things will make me think of Spider-Man or just or I'll be reading comic books and be like, "Hmm. Spider-Man." <laughs> I wonder I wonder if they will make a fourth. I wonder if they'll make another Garfield. Can't you can't you gotta let it go. <laughs> like, I can't stop daydreaming about what comes next. And and the reality is like even if they announce something tomorrow, it would be years before yeah, we saw exactly. it. So yeah, it's just t- it's top of mind right now. Yeah. It's like like I saw the story the other day, like Andrew Garfield says Marvel hasn't contacted him about Amazing Spider-Man 3. I'm like, well, sure. They may not know if they're gonna make it, but also if they have, he have we learned nothing? <laughs> One. He has to say they have it. <laughs> And they wouldn't even be the ones to contact him, right? So. Well, yeah, I think it said Sony, but it was just yeah, the yeah. whole thing of like, he says that he hasn't gotten the call yet. I'm like, he also said he wasn't in this movie for how long? Two, two years. So like, I don't, I believe nothing. I believe nothing until I see a trailer at this point. Yeah. Well, I definitely want to see this movie again for sure. I mean, I want to see that movie again yeah, for definitely. sure, but I do want to see this one. So there was a bunch of, I, th- I thought it was a good roller coaster. It was fun. It really was. It, it, it was, definitely There, there were some attention. parts I just, and there were a lot of parts I didn't expect. And I don't just mean the big pops, but just the the parts that were not slow, but just the calmer parts of just, you know, like, I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly like the order of things, but there were a lot of what I thought it was just gonna be nonstop action for some reason. And there's just a lot of character development and relationship stuff with, with father and son and, and everybody that just took place in between, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I didn't dislike it. It wasn't like, oh, man, when are they going to get to the action? I'm like, this is great. The whole time I was watching, I'm like, this is so good. Yeah. We just need Ewan McGregor, and then we're good. Yeah, exactly. What if in the next movie, he pulls the mask off, and it was Ewan McGregor the whole time? <laughs> I just want Ewan McGregor in the next one. Like, now that we're talking Maybe about Maybe that's it. the guy that this guy reports up to. <laughs> we haven't found the real boss yet. But do you want evil Ewan McGregor? I want, I want Ewan McGregor to be on the side of... Uh... The good, he'll he'll be. Mm. Um, I don't know. What if Ewan McGregor's the in the next one? Saw he's, playing Ewan McGregor. An, he's playing an American. I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't want that. I'd be pissed. When was the last time we saw evil Ewan McGregor? Never. Huh. We saw an uncivilized Ewan McGregor firing a blaster. Hmm. How uncivilized. Hmm. Well, Hayden Christensen thought you and McGregor was evil. Okay. And that's where we're going to end it tonight, folks. Because <laughs> I do have to go. But that. Are you closing out the show? Yeah. Oh, man. You're going down a path I cannot follow. Oh, Lord. <sighs> hey, Tim, why do I get the feeling you're going to be the death of me? Your new empire. All right, you can close out the show now, if you remember how. <laughs> uh, that's the end of the show. Bye. Oh, yeah, new year, new outro. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. You were my brother, Tim.
You were supposed to continue the show, not end it. Oh, God. And that's where we're going to end tonight, folks. Troubles Align on Instagram. Check us out. We'll be back next week with another show. Bye. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. Thanks very much.